0: Well, another good morning to you. This is Doug Ray and Bryce Payne, and this
1: is the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Doug, it feels like summer might finally be here. I actually was a little warm the other day.
0: I think it's getting close. I mean, good gracious, we're in the May and, you know, right around the corner is Memorial Day. and
1: You know what my folks got out in Colorado this week? Uh, more snow. More snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about your son? You get some out there too? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> definitely. Gotta love it. You know, in Colorado, every day that there's snow, that's one less day of fire hazard for them out there, so yeah. they'll take it. You know, As much yeah. as they don't like it, they'll take it. But uh, Well, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We've got a, a fun show, the, at least for the first segment here uh, this week, mm, yeah. and so I'm glad you tuned in. Uh, Doug, we're going to give a shout-out to everybody out there who's ever put on the uniform and their families who support them in putting on that uniform for our great nation. We thank you. We appreciate you. You're in our thoughts, and uh, we at the Wealth Guardians here always do – uh, keep you in mind, and a uh, tip of the hat and the old salute to you, Doug, you as well, for serving uh, in the Navy for our uh, our country. Doug, since summer is here, what are your plans? You got any summer vacation, travel, anything going on?
0: Well, yeah, coming up real soon. Um, Sherry and I always try to take a little trip for our anniversary. Uh, that's uh, May 17th, and uh, <laughs> our honeymoon, I'll never forget that. We were We were poor as church mice back then, and we only could afford to uh, go to Salterpath Path uh, Beach and stay in my grandmother's trailer. Wow. So I told her. I fun said, times. I, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, we had a good time. But I told her ever since, I said, you know, I promise I'll take you someplace on our anniversary. So I've uh, I've been Pretty true to that.
1: Very good. All right. So, well, you know, the wife and I, we're going to uh, back down to Roatan, which is an island of Honduras, because it's got some of the best uh, scuba diving and snorkeling in the Caribbean. So that's where we're headed here in in a few months. We're looking forward to that. Right at the height of hurricane season is when we'll be down there, which isn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, but it's when the water is the warmest. All right. So, Doug, uh, tell everybody out there what is on our agenda for the first segment here today.
0: Well, Will Rogers has always been one of my favorites to quote. Yes, everybody. And and I thought we'd just kind of have some fun today with this segment. And it's going to be about Will Rogers and what you can learn from from his quotes. I love this first one right here. It, It says this. And I want you to respond to this, Bryce. You're, right. you're pretty quick with a wit. It goes, <laughs> uh, there are three kinds of men. <laughs> the one that learns by reading, the few who learn by observation, and the rest of them that have to pee on an electric fence for themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that is, uh, that is very good. And, you know, in... in Humbly, I will say that most of my life, I have probably been that third person. (laughs) I have been that third category. But in my wiser years from about uh, 45 on, I've slowly faded from that third person to one who's pretty good at observing things I think but yeah for most of my life I had to experience the uh, electrical charge for myself
0: you know I think most of us do I mean it's just kind of human nature you you experience something bad and you say hey I'm not going to do that again or you experience something good and you say yeah let's let's repeat that again
1: but know? why can't why don't more people just either read for one or at least learn from observation Absolutely and I mean you know you try to learn as much as you can at least I think I do
0: but you know one way to 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 take what he's saying subject matter there yeah, and and kind of put it in our business. And we've seen this recently is um, people who out there are chasing return, you know, when they don't need to, when they don't need to, they're taking too much risk. Uh, You know, they're looking at the S&P every day and they're going, okay, it's up, it's up, it's up. Why aren't my accounts up that much? Well, it's because we don't have you taking as much risk as the S&P 500.
1: I mean, you shouldn't, If you're in the retirement zone. And particularly (sighs) if you don't need to. Risk is something I want people out there to understand. Risk is something that you do if it's either play money and you want to do it, or if it's something that you have to do to get those gains to be able to retire. If you are not in a position where you have to have those S&P types of returns, don't put yourself in the position to suffer the losses that the S&P could put you through.
0: And... I will remind you the S&P can and will
1: go down significantly. Sometime in the future. It has in the past. It did last year significantly, rebounded fairly nicely. But uh, that correction is out there. If we don't count last year as a true correction, which many will argue that it was not a true correction. It was just brought on by the the coronavirus and uh, our isolating and shutting down businesses and whatnot. It rebounded very quickly. So if we don't count that, we're on a 12-year bull run streak here. And Doug, the average is how long? It's about seven to nine. Seven years is, on, is the average uh, bull run streak. Mm-hmm. So we're way beyond that. We're now approaching a double length. We're in record territory for how long this bull market has lasted. It's going to turn around. And, of course, it's kind of like the California earthquakes. The longer you go without one, the bigger the quake is going to be. The longer we go without that correction, the bigger it's likely to be.
0: And This next Will Rogers quote may actually end up causing this next big correction because it has everything to do with taxes do tell here's what he says the only difference between death and taxes Mm -hmm. is that death doesn't get worse every time congress meets oh so true it's
1: very true he was (laughs) not a big fan of big government no No. he was not and uh, yes it does seem like every time that congress wants to uh get in there and meddle around with something that uh there's impacts on that that affect all of us, and seemingly anyway, it the the uh, negative impacts are far greater than the positive impacts.
0: Well, you know, it's just the constant change. You've got one side of the aisle that has a completely different philosophy on taxes than the other side of the you aisle. Go back and forth, and they go back and forth. It's it's like a tug of war game, you know. So it's very difficult for businesses and us people to be able to plan for the taxes that we're going to end up owing. Yeah. And then we sit back and we look at this debt going up and up and up and we say to ourselves, how are we going to pay for that? I mean, it's trillions and trillions and trillions now. Yeah, we have no intention of lowering that deficit. Well, we can't. You know, nobody understands what a trillion dollars is. But I heard a perfect yeah, uh, I like this analogy uh, last week. It's said that a trillion seconds is equal to thirty some odd thousand years. Thirty-eight thousand years. Yes.
1: Keep <laughs> yeah, so, your mind around that for a second. So, what is a trillion dollars? If what you is made a dollar, if you made a dollar a second, it would take you thirty-eight thousand years to become a trillionaire. Good gracious. Yeah. Yeah. and it's not just it's not just taxes that that applies to for example the the left side of the aisle and the right side of the aisle have very different ideas on epa limits and uh, regulations and different states have the uh, uh, different regulations and so when one side comes in they lower the regulations and then when another side comes in they increase the regulations and businesses don't know how to plan for that for the long term either should we Should we design our business structure around these regulations or these? And it goes back and forth. So, uh, Will, you're right on the spot there that uh, Congress or the government just can often tend to get in the way of things. Now, I want to try to hit this
0: one other one before we have to go to break. And and you got your trivia question. Because as a business owner, this means a lot. And you business owners out there, listen to this. So, Will Rogers once said, it's not what you pay a man, but what he costs you that counts. Now, think about that i got to get my head around that one. Not what you pay a man, but what he costs you that counts. So what does it simply mean? It means this. It means, obviously, if you're a business owner, you want to have good quality employees, loyal for sure, but folks who are working in the business's best effort um, that minimize mistakes mm-hmm. and maximize profitability of the firm. So in other words, great, competent people. You want to surround yourself... I used to love Ronald Reagan saying, he said he would always find advisors who were smarter and more competent than him. And I've kind of done that myself in in my practice along the way. Well, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You know, I I really do believe that if we have that type of people around us, then the business, the team, or the class you're teaching is going to be all that more successful.
1: Uh, there's no question about no. that, and that can uh, I, I'm trying to relate that to our field of work. But I tend to see that as somewhat around fees. What is it costing you to be in a certain type of allocation or portfolio? What is it costing you? Not just what are you paying in the fees, but what is it costing you overall? So that's how I uh, I bring that one back around. Maybe you've got a different idea of it, but that's that's what it spoke to me. Yeah, could be all righty. Is it trivia time? I think we can. I think we can swing a trivia question in here. So I was. I was thinking of doing a trivia question on uh, on uh, Will Rogers, but uh, I had already put down this trivia question. So we're going to go with this. A little bit of U.S. history here, Doug. You ready? Okay. On May fourth, in nineteen oh four, the U.S. took over construction of this French engineering project after the French gave up. Surprise, surprise, having lost 22,000 men to its cause. We completed this project in 1914, 10 years later. What was the project? I think I know. I would I bet you do. I, I'm, I always ask myself, is this something Doug's going to know? I don't want to make it too <laughs> off the wall, but I want to make it something sensible. And I always love American history. So in 1904, in May of 1904, the U.S. took over construction of this French engineering project after the French surrendered to it, having lost 22,000 men to its cause. We completed it 10 years later. What was this project? Now, folks... You got about uh, two minutes here to go Google this or whatnot, see if you can find out the answer. We will be back in just two minutes on the other side of the break with more great stories, and uh, and stick around for that. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is Bryce Payne in the producer's chair, along with Doug Ray in the mastermind's chair. And uh, we want to thank you for uh, sticking around through the break and spending a little bit of your weekend here with us this beautiful morning. Folks, I want you to ask yourself, how many years are you from retirement? If you just answered anywhere from one to seven years away from retirement, then I want you to give serious consideration in sitting down with us and letting us help you figure out how retirement is going to play out for you based on your current portfolio. We want to teach you how you can leave the job yet keep the paycheck. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. And uh, we'll give you a second opinion on your current portfolio. If you've never had an advisor and you've just been managing things through your 401k, you've been in the wealth accumulation phase of life for a long time. You're quickly approaching the wealth distribution phase of life. That requires a very different portfolio. And unless you have an advisor on your side, who is a fiduciary, by the way, and who is obligated to act and make recommendations in your best interests, if you've never had that, then you probably want to not go into retirement without having had that. So like I say, give us a call three, three, six, three, nine, one, three, four, zero, nine. Doug and I help dozens and dozens and dozens of people on a yearly basis, learn how to do exactly what you're probably looking for yourself. And we have hundreds of clients who can back us up and tell you that we know what we're doing. All right. So, uh, before we get to our trivia question, well, we asked a trivia question on the other side of the break there. Before we get to that, I want to point out in our weekly website highlight, our website is thewealthguardians.com. And if you go to our website on the home page there, in the top, I want you to scroll over the About tab. And in there comes a little pop down menu, and I want you to click on our strategic financial planning process. I just encourage you to give us a call at 336 391 3409 because we can help you learn how to retire the job and keep the paycheck. Well, this right here, when you scroll over the About tab and click on our strategic financial planning process, that gives you all the details about what we do and what we specialize in. This gives you insight into our discovery process, our strategies that we use to reduce risk and fees and volatility, and how we implement these, uh, our implementation process, how we implement this plan, and how we monitor and adjust our clients' portfolios over the years to best serve them. So that's on thewealthguardians.com, scroll over the About tab, and click on Our Strategic Financial Planning Process to get more information about what a four-meeting process with us would look like, or what being our client would look like. Okay, so now you stuck through all of that, and you want to know the answer to this trivia question. More importantly, you want to know if we stumped Doug this week. I'm guessing we probably did not. <laughs> Maybe he did. I don't know. We'll So say. in May 4th, in 1904, the U.S. took over construction of this French in- engineering project, after the French gave up, having lost 22,000 men to its cause, we completed this project in 1914, 10 years later. What was this project? Doug? I am going to say the Panama Canal. Ding, ding, ding. Folks, we did not get Doug this week. Is, uh, <laughs> his uh, smarts uh, shines through like it does on most weeks. That is right. You know, Doug, here's some other interesting facts I, uh, I uncovered about the Panama Canal. The Spanish were the first to conceive of the project in the 1500s, mm. when they realized that this was just that the Panama area in the Nicaragua area was just an isthmus yeah. between the Atlantic and the Pacific, so they started wondering. Way back in the 1500s, could we connect these two? Are taking over the project. This is—I did not know this—caused Panama to declare independence from Colombia. Colombia and Panama were one country at that time, and Colombia wanted nothing to do with the United States coming down there. So they said this is absolutely forbidden and panama said no we're going to separate from you then because this is in our territory and we really want this to go so now we've got two countries i didn't know that colombia and Pan- i didn't know it either and you know which presidential candidate was born down there in the panama canal region
0: mm, i used to know that sure uh, you do uh, theodore roosevelt no no nope.
1: john mccain
0: that's right john, john McCain, mccain was born down yes, there yes Yes. okay
1: and over thirteen thousand ships pass through it every year yep that's a it's quite a project quite a project so there we go So folks, pat yourself on the back if you got that one. Now we're going to continue into our uh, second segment here. In our first segment, Doug, we were talking about Will Rogers and some of his quotes and how they might reflect on our line of work. And now we're going to talk about how long money will last in retirement and all the various factors that go into that. Yeah,
0: you know, Bryce, we get so many people coming in asking a variation of the same question. How much money do I need at retirement? How long is it going to last?
1: And we always have the same answer.
0: And we do figure that answer out for them, every single one of them. But the biggest part of that is the answer is? It depends. It depends. So I read across this interesting article. Um, Yahoo Finance uh, did some research around this. And uh, here's the background on what they did. They wanted to find out how long a million dollars will last in retirement based on the city that you live in. Okay. So what they did is they took into account uh, the varying costs uh, of those cities, uh, factored in some averages for Social Security, uh, and then also how long that would play into somebody's longevity. And they assumed a retirement age of 65. All right. so, they,
1: so they did this for various cities. Can I take a guess as to what the most expensive city in the United States would be? Go ahead and take that guess. I'm going to say San Francisco. And ding, 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 you're right. Hey, all
0: right. <laughs> Uh, You know, it's interesting here. We're not going to go through all these cities. We're going to take kind of a high point, a midpoint, and a low point. Okay, sure enough. Interestingly, uh, the triad or the triangle or Charlotte was not even mentioned. Good. Yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting. Now, remember, we're starting with a million dollars. No, that doesn't mean you need a million dollars to retire. Like Bryce says, it depends. It depends. But this is so interesting. In San Francisco... And once you hear this, now you're starting to understand why people are fleeing San Francisco and New York City. A million dollars is only going to last eight to nine years. Wow! Because they assume that the annual expenses are hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars. And that's just middle of the road. For that's San middle of the road retirement. That's not even you know extravagant extravagant retirement. You know, around here, you could have a really nice retirement with nice trips. Oh yeah, on that kind of money. Absolutely. Well, less than that. Yeah. Here's one that may peg our area. Uh, it's Atlanta, Chicago, Minneapolis study. Uh, the million dollars would last twenty six to twenty seven years. Okay. Assuming annual expenses in those cities are about fifty four thousand.
1: All right, fifty-four. That's, I think that's yeah. close to this area here. It's around between four and five thousand dollars a month. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think that's kind of what we're
0: seeing on average. If you look at all the folks that come in and they do the retirement planning process with us, yeah, it's somewhere between five and seven thousand dollars a month. Some are lower, some are higher. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But that's about the the median. Okay, and mm-hmm. interestingly, the
1: lowest. Was Memphis, Tennessee. That does surprise me right there. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis, Tennessee, that's a nice place to live.
0: But on a million bucks, you could live there for nearly 50 years. That's pretty good. $38,000 a year is their annual expenses. Wow.
1: That's not, uh, that's on the low side here, definitely. Yeah, no, no
0: doubt about it. You know, we rarely have anybody that, uh, Uh, can live on just three thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. now sure we get the occasional person who lives extremely frugally and that's the way they want to live that's fine but you know when you retire most people's ideal retirement is is to have have some fun you've worked hard all your life you want to spend time with your grandkids while they're young enough to enjoy you and you're you know you're healthy enough to enjoy them and you want to take some some trips you know we've gone through a year where almost nobody could take a trip. But now things are opening up. So I heard even the cruise lines are getting ready to open up. they
1: are indeed. So Doug, there's a number of things that we want to consider. And it's not just how much money you've put aside. One, it's how much uh, can you expect to earn off of your money that you've put aside. But two, what other forms of income do you have in retirement and what your overall expenses are? We met with somebody this last week who amazingly, even yours, and we've seen a lot of portfolios come through us, Doug, uh, come through our, these doors here. And it's not too often anymore that our eyes open really wide. Yeah. And this week, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it is. This week, <laughs> we had a client come in who had worked at RJR for a number of years uh, through various um, forms of the company, and he's got a pension that is going to start at age 65, which is over $100,000 a year for him. Yeah. And that that alone, forget Social Security, forget what your savings can earn for you, that right there alone, he's going to be fine.
0: They're going to be in terrific shape, I'll tell you. It's just amazing. You know, pensions are obsolete nowadays, and his situation – he 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 can you know thank his lucky stars pat himself on the back or whatever that he ended up getting such a very handsome pension yeah, as that. Yeah,
1: very, very nice. Now, pensions are not um, 100% risk-free. If no, the company right. goes under, you could see that pension cut in half or, or more. But there's a lot of factors that go into this. Doug, one of the other main factors that tells you how long your money will last in retirement is whether what your debt situation looks like going into mm. retirement. Mortga- Big factor. Mortgage is one of the – if somebody doesn't have a mortgage – and they don't have any other debt, high, high uh, interest debt, uh, that plays a significant role in how long your money can last in retirement exactly. as well. Exactly. Yep. You
0: know, you think about it, you're not paying that mortgage payment anymore, then everything else you're paying for is, well, taxes, utilities, clothes on your back. Now think about this if you're not working anymore, you're not buying suits or, you know, mm. clothing that you might, business clothing. Uh, so that. That uh, bill's going to go down significantly. Uh, traveling back and forth to work, that that bill's going to go down significantly. So, you know, without a mortgage payment, most people can live very comfortably
1: in retirement. What is one of those expenses that tends to go up though in retirement that we don't usually experience on a high end uh, while we're working is healthcare costs. Yeah,
0: there's a couple of expenses. I mean, obviously discretionary expenses like uh, fun stuff, but healthcare is a big issue and that's where you start to see that creep in in what we call the slow go and no go years of retirement.
1: And that's one of the harder uh, harder costs to try to pin down because healthcare costs are going up much more than inflation. Whenever we make an assumption, we're going to try to err on the conservative side, so we're going to err on that those uh, costs are going to go up more than they go down. But there's, there's a, it sounds like there's a lot of balls in the air in retirement and, and financial planning, and there are. And that's why you want a professional to help you figure all that out. Doug and I have been doing this for more years than we can count at this point. Doug's been doing it for 30 years. I've been doing it for close to 12 now. And this is what we specialize in. And we'd like to help you with our gifts and our talents and our experience at this point in in, in our lives help you figure out do you need that million dollars how long is whatever amount you've set aside how long is that going to last you more importantly you've got that question for yourself as well even though if you haven't thought to ask it in so many words you want to know how long is my money going to last me in retirement or can i retire now or do i need to work five more years we can help you with those answers and doug they just got to give us a call right
0: That's all you have to do. The number is 336-391-3409.
1: It's 336-391-3409, folks, or you can look us up at thewealthguardians.com. Anyway, Doug and I are going to let you get on with the rest of your weekend. We hope you have a good one, and we hope to see you back here next week as well. Take care.